All right, everyone, welcome back to episode eight of Barnick's Blazing Hot Podcast. I'm your host, Barnick, and today we're going to jump into previews of NFL Week 17 and then have some topics like we usually do, ranging from product reviews to just different things that come up in the news that I think are beneficial for the audience to hear. All right, so starting off the Week 17 action, we have the Cowboys versus the Titans. Um, We have some big news in this game. The Cowboys are going to be without Tony Pollard. Um, He's been a very good spark for their offense this year. On the other side of the ball, Derrick Henry is going to be out. And in a surprise move, uh, Joshua Dobbs is going to start in place of Malik Willis. Um, From what I've been reading, he's going to be starting just because he has a little more experience. And they're down to the point um, in their season where they just need to do something to get a spark and try and win. Um and getting a rhythm. Now, I don't necessarily expect them to win this game, which is perfectly fine because it'll all come down next week, but they're exhausting every option they have to try and win. At the end of the day, I'm going to take the Cowboys by 14. They have more playmakers with Micah Parsons and and CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz that are going to be able to exploit the issues that the Titans have on their offense and their defense. All right, next up, we have the Eagles versus the Saints. Um, On the Eagles side of the ball, Lane Johnson is going to be out until the playoffs with an abdominal injury. Um, He's going to opt to not get surgery so he can come back. Um, Avante Maddox was hurt last week. They said it's a significant injury and he will be out. Uh, Fortunately for the Eagles, maybe not this week, but in the next week or two, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, their star safety, will be coming back. Um, And then it's also worth to note that Jalen Hurts is going to be practicing. Uh, Today they spotted him outside practicing a little bit. Um, Even if he's not ready for this game, they're going to have him ready for week 18 just to make sure he's ready to go well-oiled machine for the playoffs. Um, On the other side of the ball, uh, Chris Olave is limited. They're not sure if he's going to be able to play. I don't think that this is going to make much of a difference. Uh, The Eagles are really trying to win this game because as of right now, they have pick number 10 in the draft. If they beat the Saints... um, It'll probably be closer to the pick number five just because there's a lot of teams with about the same record as the Saints. So the Eagles want to win this one and hope they lose next week to secure a top seven or a top six pick. Next up, we have the Bears versus the Lions. Uh, This is a must-win game for the Lions. I think that they're going to be able to do it after they just got rattled last week by the run game that Carolina had. Um... I don't trust the Bears in their offense. I think that, you know, the Lions are ready to go. They had that one game where, you know, it was really off for them that they should have won. Uh, look for the Lions to win by 14 in this one. Next up, we have the Broncos and the Chiefs. Um, I'm going to take the Chiefs by seven, but this wouldn't surprise me if the Broncos put up a good fight and potentially win this game. So the Broncos could end up winning this game if, you know, all this adversity around them brings out the best in Russell Wilson. Their interim coach um, brings a spark that Nathaniel Hackett wasn't able to. Um, I will say, though, I've been seeing a lot of different mixed emotions between the Broncos. Um, Jerry Judy is defending Russell Wilson. There's others that are pissed off at him. Um, Apparently, Russell Wilson has a special office and special parking at that facility. So I think he's rubbing people the wrong way by getting treated like... um, you know, some something better than everybody else. So that's definitely um, something to keep an eye on. But obviously the Broncos can't do anything with him right now because of the contract they gave him. Um, next up, we have the Browns and the Commanders. Um, listen, with the Browns, Deshaun Watson 
I understand he's been off two years, but every week he should be showing you something more. He has David Njoku, great tight end. Well, not great tight end, but good tight end. He has Amari Cooper, who's a solid wide receiver um, and a great running game. So he should be able to do more than he has. It's pretty alarming that he hasn't. So because of this, I'm going to take the Commanders. Also because Commanders are starting Carson Wentz. I think that if he does not uh, produce the turnovers that he had in the past couple seasons, um, he brings a lot more to the table than Taylor Heineke as far as playmaking, arm strength, awareness, experience. So look for the Commanders to win this one by, I'm going to go 10. Uh, Next up, we have the Cardinals and the Falcons. This is a tough one to pick because both teams are really bad. Um, The Falcons can win this one if they get their ground game going. I just don't trust Desmond Ritter. So in this case, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I think that compared to last week against the Bucs, Trace McSorley is going to have more time in the pocket, and he's going to be able to utilize DeAndre Hopkins, which he looked at quite a few times last week. And I think that they'll sneak out a win by three points here. Next up, we have the Colts and the Giants. Um, Nick Foles is going to be starting this game. He threw three interceptions last week um, while getting sacked seven times. The Giants have a decent pass rush. So um, the only way the Colts can hang around is if they stop that pass rush and protect Nick Foles. Um, I'm going to take the Giants by seven. I, I still don't believe in them, but I think they're going to be able to knock off the Colts. Next up is the Dolphins and the Patriots. Um, This is a tough one to pick because Tua has a concussion apparently and he's going to potentially be out this week depending on um, if he can pass his tests, which um, this isn't a a blazing hot take, but it might be a blazing hot take for um, the offseason. I think that he might retire and they might ask him to step away just because of the head injuries and him being, you know, a quality guy and not wanting to see – you know, what happens there um, if they continue to play him and, you know, this CTE sort of stuff develops with him. So um, the Patriots, I just don't know what to say about them. Their offense is not good. Um, I don't trust them. So even with Teddy Bridgewater starting, I'm going to take the Dolphins by seven. Um, I think this gets the Dolphins back on track and allows them to have the last wild card spot. Um, what they do with that, I I probably don't think they can do much. So they're going to be looking to the future, depending on what happens with Tua. um, They're definitely going to have to find a quarterback if he is not able to continue playing. All right. So next up we have the Jags and the Texans. This is a game that really doesn't matter for the Jags. Um, They could afford to lose it because their biggest matchup is week 18 against the Titans. But I think that Doug Peterson has them hardwired to focus on this game, get ready to go. And I also think that the Titans, or the Texans, as much as they want to win the game and show like, hey, we're not the worst team ever, um, it would also it would benefit them to lose just to ensure that they wouldn't lose the number one overall pick, um, which could help them out tremendously if they use it the correct way. So I'm going to take the Jags by seven in an AFC South showdown. I think Trevor Lawrence plays a crazy good game, um, but Davis Mills is able to keep them in it throughout the entirety. All right, next up we have Carolina and Tampa Bay. So this game um, could really decide the leverage in the AFC South because if Carolina wins, they have the tiebreaker over Tampa Bay because they've beat them twice this year and they would need to win the next week 
if Tampa Bay wins or lose if Tampa Bay loses, and they'd be perfectly fine to get in um, with a tied record. So Tampa Bay really needs to win this one. I think they're going to win by three. Um, they really did not impress me last week and from what I saw. They do get their Pro Bowl center back, Ryan Jensen, which really, really helps them out in protecting Tom Brady. Um, Carolina would need to run the ball like they have been in order to win, and it also hurts them that J.C. Horn, um, a very good quarterback that they drafted, I think, a year ago, um, he's going to be out for the year. So we'll see what happens with this. Um, I doubt Tampa Bay is going to lose this game. I just think that... You know, Tom Brady will pull a trick out of his sleeve and, you know, lead him to a win so they can win the uh, NFC South. All right, next up we have the Niners and the Raiders. Um, Big news coming out of Las Vegas. We had uh, Derek Carr, who was benched. He had the league lead in 14 interceptions, was not playing well, and they said that they were going to bench him just in case they decide to trade him this year so that he doesn't get hurt. Um, I don't know. If it was me, I would have allowed him to play the last two games um, if he doesn't come back because, you know, Devontae Adams came over to play with him. It's, uh, you know, one of those things where he's been there so long, you want to give him the respect to kind of go out on top there. But, um, you know, and Jared Stidham, who is playing behind him, is not their franchise quarterback. He's not even someone you view as developmental. So I really think this was uh, a dumb move, but uh, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, as far as the 49ers go, uh, Debo Samuel started practicing. Don't know if he'll come back before the playoffs, but uh, this is really going to be a boost to their team that's already stacked. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers by 14 in this game. I think that they're going to continue to roll as long as Brock Purdy protects the ball. All right, next up, uh, Jets and the Seahawks. So Mike White is going to be playing in this game. I think that really helps out the Jets offense. Um, Although he's not an elite quarterback, he's one that can produce for you and um, kind of revitalize that offense. I think this will be a really close one like the Jets usually play, um, like a 20-17 to type of game. Um, It's all going to depend on how Geno plays, and this is a good defense. So we've seen Geno the last couple weeks come back down to the level we expected him to be on. I'm going to take the Jets by three in this one. All right, next up we have the Rams and the Chargers. The Rams blew out the Broncos last week, but this is going to be a different scenario. They face a quarterback that's not going to throw three interceptions and allow his team to go down by that many points. Um, the Chargers are a team on the rise. They're looking to get the number one AFC wild card spot. So look for them to put a good beating on the Rams. I'm going to take them by 17. All right, next up we have the Vikings and the Packers. Listen, I, I think the Vikings are frauds at you know wh- what they are with their record. Um, Justin Jefferson should be in the MVP conversation, but of course he's not. So I'm going to take the Packers here by seven. I think it'll be a close game. The Packers still, they're not a good team, but they're getting lucky and um, they're doing things that can propel them to close wins. So I think this will lead them into a week 18 showdown with the Lions to potentially secure a playoff spot, depending on what happens with Washington. All right, next up we have Sunday Night Football, which is the Steelers and the Ravens. Um... Harbaugh came out and said that Lamar might be able to play. He's questionable right now. Um, if he plays, I 
I don't know how effective he'll be trying to bring him back, but I still do think that they'll be able to knock off the Steelers. Um, if he plays, I'll take him by seven. If Tyler Huntley plays, I'm going to take the Steelers by seven just because I don't trust Tyler Huntley, and I think Kenny Pickett is a little bit better of a quarterback than Huntley and will be able to you know, outshoot him in a low-scoring game. All right, so finally we have Monday Night Football, which is arguably the best game of the year um, just because of um, some of the other games that we've had haven't been super healthy games or haven't been um, as good as we thought them to be. So this is going to be the Bills and the Bengals. Uh, This is going to have huge implications for the first seed in the AFC playoffs. Um, Just because if Cincinnati wins, I believe they take over the number one spot because they've beat the Bills and they've beat the Chiefs. This would be huge for them getting home field advantage because I don't think any team wants to go into Buffalo and play. Um, It's almost like an arrowhead or, you know, Lincoln Financial type of atmosphere where it's very, very tough to play. Um, but I do think the Bengals are going to pull it off. I think that Joe Burrow is playing great, and what it's going to come down to is the turnover battle, and I think that Josh Allen is just a tad bit too reckless, and that's what's going to decide the game. So I'm going to take the Bengals by seven. It's going to be close until the very end, and they are going to take over the number one seed in the AFC. All right, so and for our first business promotion here on the podcast, we have Laura's Handmade Chocolates and Gifts. Um, Laura's is located in Brickerville, at least the one that I went to, in the little shopping center right next to the Brickerville house that's connected. Um, Laura's has a great selection of um, chocolates and nuts and different other um, products that you would want to eat. Um, Very, very cool little shop. I would definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, Go on to www.laurischocolates.com to book an appointment or to see when they're open for walk-ins. Definitely something if you're looking to get different chocolates for events or for family or for friends, check her out. Thank you again to Laura's. All right, so our next topic is going to be um, best phones. And this is in my opinion, so uh, take it with a grain of salt if you don't agree. But so I'm going to talk about the top of the line phones, like the best ones that you can get from each brand, um, and rank them one, two, and three. And it's only going to be between Apple, Google, and Samsung. So number one is going to be the Apple 13, 14 pro max. These phones are great. Um, they last a while. Their battery life is phenomenal. And I mean, it is great. I used, I have a 13 pro max. And when I would go to school, I'd go to school, I'd be on it quite a bit, and I would come back, and I'd still have like 60% of my battery when other people's were dying. So if you're looking for a lot of battery life and you like Apple, this is definitely a good phone to go with. It is pretty pricey. Now, if you you play your cards right and you upgrade at the right time, depending on what deals that your carrier has, you can get these phones at a great price. So I started out with Sprint. Um, when I was in high school, Sprint was phenomenal. And when T-Mobile bought them out, it was just really bad service, really bad customer service, just all around, like just really bad, um, was dropping calls where I used to have service and, and, um, data to get out to, you know, make calls and go on the internet. So I left them and I just gotten the 12 pro and I went to Verizon 
and Verizon paid off the whole phone for switching. And when they paid off the phone, they allowed me to upgrade right away instead of just saying, hey, like since we paid it off, keep this phone for a year or whatever. And I was able to get the 13 Pro Max and I'm paying $3.97 a month. I think that's over 32 months. So it comes out to be like, like almost a hundred bucks, if not like a dollar or two more. So like I said, if you play your cards right, you can definitely get a great phone. Um, Pro Max, like I said, it's a big phone, has a lot of good things to it. It has better components than what just the 13 or the mini or, you know, even the Pro have. So um, I would definitely say that is the best phone at this point. Uh, the second best phone is going to be the Google Pixel 7 Pro. Um, so I got my dad a Pixel for Christmas and it is just awesome. I mean, and it's an older one because he's not really into the new stuff and it is just great. Like it's a, it's a fantastic operating system. And so his is the 4XL. So you go three years in the future or three phone models in the future, and that's what we're looking at right now. Um, just connecting everything with Google, which is becoming so big, and the operating system smooth, the camera's great, and it's a lot cheaper than what iPhones are. So that's my second best phone. And I'll tell you what, in the next you know two, three years, if Google starts to do bigger things with you know their accessories and um, just the quality of their phone and what they have, they're going to be better than Apple's. And I'm actually going to look into getting a Pixel when I pay off mine. And then uh, finally, out of the big three, we have the S22 Ultra. So I had a Samsung Note 5 before. It was a great phone. And, you know, through the first year, year and a half. But once you get past that point, it gets really buggy. Um, there's a lot of small issues with it. Now the camera and the screens are great, but you know, like I said, it gets buggy. The battery's kind of bad. So they're going to be third on my list. I just know that Google is really starting to rise up the ranks. And the fact that it already surpassed what Samsung has, in my opinion, is just kind of like, what does Samsung need to do to start getting more customers? And Listen, I know Apple because of brand recognition and um, the perceived quality of Apple products that they have a lot more customer base. But if you're looking for something that's new cutting edge, like I said, the Pixel and even the Samsungs aren't bad quality, but um, it's just all in what you like. And I don't think there's a huge difference between all three of these phones. But the reason I rank them is because of the small reasons that are going to give you a better or worse experience. The better is going to be the the Apple. The worse is going to be the Samsung. And right in the middle where you can deal with everything because you're getting both pros and cons that kind of balance out are the Pixel. So let me know what you guys think if you use any of these phones. Um, I'm not going to get into the lower models just because I don't think it's that um, big of a deal because you already know that when you have the top of the line models, everything else is going to be a step down. And if that's what you want, you kind of pay attention to, well, what's the best phone in this aspect? And then kind of just knock it down a little bit and say, this is what I'm getting. All right. So another big news topic right now is, um, it's reported that Kanye West has gone missing. Um, 
listen, I know that he said some stuff recently that rubs people the wrong way, but he's still a human being and you only have to hope that he's okay. Um, you know, at this point, when you have someone who's famous like he is and no one knows where he is, that's pretty alarming because usually someone will spill the beans and say, Hey, like this is where he is. Everyone can relax. But, um, like I said, you just got to hope and pray for him at this point. I understand that, you know, the guy has issues and, um, you know, the stuff he said recently is pretty bad, but you know, he's given us great music over the years and, you know, he has kids and you want him to get home safely at some point, you know, to be able to see them again. So, um, hopefully, uh, he'll be all right here in the future. All right. So we have, um, a big confirmation here. So for those of you like myself that loved the Shrek movies growing up and still think that his character is awesome, uh, the new Puss in Boots movie seemingly confirms that we are going to get a Shrek 5. So at the end of the movie, you see palm trees and a town. And as the camera moves up, you see far, far away. And Puss in Boots says something along the lines of, um, I'm going to see my friends. So that basically confirms that we're getting a Shrek 5, which um, DreamWorks already kind of said that they were working on, but now it's putting it into stone. I think because of the success of Puss in Boots, that's really going to make a Shrek 5 come out a lot faster and they won't be as weary getting it out. Um, Shrek 1, great movie. Thought it was a little too short. Could have been more into it, but it was funny. It was, it was great. Shrek 2 was one of the best sequels of all time. And then the third one was a letdown and the fourth one was good, but it wasn't what the fans wanted. They wanted, you know, another adventure, not this, hey, we're going to stray away from um, the main characters that we've had. So definitely excited for that. Um, I think they can do a good job. I'm hoping it's not going to be like a soft reboot type of um, Shrek 5, but we'll definitely see how it goes. And talking about reboots... They there have been a couple news channels that have come out saying that Warner Brothers is trying to reboot the Harry Potter series. And I just think that that's crazy because the Harry Potter movies we got were great movies. They told the story well. They had phenomenally um, placed actors in those roles of you know, Harry and Professor Snape and, and some of those other characters. So this to me just seems like a quick effort to get some cash. I, I don't understand why they would um, reboot it, especially with it only being about 12 years old, if that, from the last movie. Um, and you got to look at, you know, can you really hold up to the originals? And I think that's going to be the issue because you look at some of these different... Um, you know, these shows or these TV, like movies and stuff. So you look at like back to the future, they were talking about a reboot. How is anybody going to reboot that movie? I mean, other than maybe making it like more modern day and like the technology is a little better and stuff. Those were perfect, perfect movies. All the castings were great. They were memorable. People still watch them. There was nothing wrong with them. And I think it's the same thing with Harry Potter. So to put out new Harry Potter movies, it's going to be met with a lot of criticism. A lot of people are like, hey, listen, we were content with the ones we got. 
why don't you continue to spin off the series or make a standalone thing that's not exactly Harry Potter but something different? Um, Fantastic Beasts didn't do a great job, and I think that maybe their effort should be on making something that's a successful spinoff rather than, hey, let's reboot this whole series that is probably going to flop because people love what they have. And unless there's something majorly wrong with it, like it's super, super outdated and um, you need a new audience to get into it, I don't understand why you would do that at this point. So let me know what you guys think about that. I'm definitely not on board with a Harry Potter reboot. I just think that that's the stupidest thing on earth. Um, It's relevant enough that, I mean, you have kids that are still watching it people that still watch it so the fact that they're gonna sit here and and take away all that that they've built up just seems like a quick effort to get more cash Uh, maybe something's going on over at warner brothers but um, definitely not the right move all right so the last final bit of news we have here is um, andrew tate was arrested um, in romania for a human trafficking case Um, I don't know too much about this. I also don't know too much about the guy. Um, I know a lot of people don't like him. So um, I'm just going to assume that he might not be the best person on earth. Um, So for those of you that follow him or know about him, um, he was arrested. So with that, that's going to wrap it up for episode eight. Um, I'm looking to start doing different businesses like I did today with um, kind of like promotions and stuff and being able to talk about them. Uh, also, I'm going to start doing um, maybe YouTube and TikTok here just because um, when I was at my buddy's surprise party, that was a topic of discussion that came up and said that that's a really, really good avenue for um, you know driving the marketing and stuff. So if any of you guys have any suggestions or ideas or know of any businesses that um, – would benefit from this, please let me know. And other than that, I hope you have a good New Year's. Um, The next podcast will be coming out probably Tuesday. And I believe that New Year's is already going to be over with. So everyone be safe and have a good one.